care about what HaKadosh Buhu forces them to do. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Uvrocha. In this week's parasha, Parashas Ekev, I have two questions I want to share with you. Mirza Hashem, the answer we'll try to bring about will be a concept that's very relevant to our lives, specifically during this time as we're approaching the Heilige month of Elul, getting ready for the Yomim Noraim. The first Pasuk in this week's parasha says, Vaya Ekev tishmeun esa mishpati ma'ele, ushmartem ba'asisem o'isom, v'shamar Hashem elokecha, etc., etc. Which literally gets translated, I'm looking over here at uh, the English translation. And it will be be because of your listening to these laws and your observing and performing them that Hashem will take care of you, etc., etc., and will give you all these rewards. However, the question begs itself. Rashi usually likes to give us the pshat, the simple understanding of the Pasuk. But for some reason, Rashi decides to quote a Midrash Tanchuma, and he says a very big Chiddush, which obviously is Torah, but he's not telling us Pshat. Pshat is that if you were to go with the laws Hashem is giving us, the mitzvahs, then Hashem will take care of you, etc. Rather, he's saying, why did Hashem use the word in the Torah over here, Ekev? It reminds us, this is a Midrash Tanchuma, of the word Akev, which is heal. And therefore, he says, even the light commandments, i.e. the mitzvahs that a person really doesn't take note of and he walks with his heel over it, that a person tramples with his heels, even if those he takes seriously, wow, then Hashem will take care of him, etc. So question number one, why is Rashi taking the Pasuk out of its simple context and telling us this idea of that even only if you take also even the simple mitzvahs the ones that you make light of and they don't seem to be such a big a big wow amazing unbelievable mitzvah why why is he doing that that's question number one question number two if you look at the most famous translation Targum Unkelus which is an Aramaic, he translates this Pasuk that if you were to listen to the mitzvahs, that's a simple understanding, he doesn't say that either. He says the word tekablun, not if you do the mitzvahs, if you accept these mitzvahs. More so, if you look at Unculus at other places, I'll just mention one more, but there's at least two more places where the Torah talks about if you will perform the mitzvahs, then you will get the following rewards. For example... There's a couple of these, which this example also happens to be in our parsha. Im you know, famous Kriyachma parsha. If you will listen and perform, that's a simple understanding, the mitzvahs, then you will get all these rewards. Rather, also over there, Unculus translates it to be if you accept the mitzvahs. Now that question over there and also here, why is he using the word of accepting? The question begs itself, this is question number two, on Unculus's translation, also by our Pasuk, the first Pasuk in our Parsha Ekev, and also in other Pasukim that are referring to the topic of a condition, if you will meet my mitzvahs, then you will get rewards. Why is Unculus repetitively Translating it to be, if you accept my mitzvahs. Harei, all the mitzvahs were already accepted for the existing generation in Har Sinai and for the future generations. 
So why do we need to re-accept what's going on over here? The same we see in our parsha in Perik Yud Aleph, Pasuk Af Zayin, Esa brocha asher tishmu al mitzvah Hashem. Same idea, without going into details. So what's going on? So why is Unkelis telling us that the translation, the simple translation of the Pasuk is to accept these mitzvahs? It doesn't make sense. Lich'oyra. Because accepting the mitzvahs, that is something we did already in Har Sinai. So I want to share with you an idea that Goin Rab Yitzchak Blazer Zatzal said. And in order to say his idea, we have to bring another question. There's a famous Mishnah in the Gemara in Bochus, Dafyud Gimel Amudalef, that says, Why is Parsha Shema, Shema Yisrael Hashem Rokin Hashem Echad, with the week? Scream out the idea that HaKadosh Buchu is one. Come before the next part of Kirat Shema that we say, which is That if you listen to my commandments, etc, etc. And the Gemara, the Gemara over there speaks out. Because first we have to take upon ourselves the yoke of HaKadosh Buchu. The burden of HaKadosh Buchu. And only then the yoke of the mitzvahs, the burden of the mitzvahs. And also there, the question begs itself, similar question to what we asked on Unculus, why every day, twice a day, we have to take upon ourselves again this burden, this yoke of, ah, we accept HaKadosh Buch, who's the Melech, the only one, and Oid Milvadoi. And then we have to take upon ourselves the old, the yoke of the mitzvahs. Why do we keep having to do that? We already accepted it all upon ourselves in Hal Sinai. Rabbi Yitzchak Blazer Zatzal asked a similar question in the Gemara in Bava Kama. The Gemara in Bava Kama over there talks about the seven mitzvahs Bnei Noyach that the Goim have to do. Sheva mitzvahs Bnei Noyach. And it says over there that HaKadosh Buchu saw that they didn't really accept upon themselves these mitzvahs, and hence they didn't do them, even though they were commanded to do it by HaKadosh Buchu. And hence HaKadosh Buchu decided and told them, you are not getting reward for these mitzvahs like a person that's mitzvah ve'oise, which is a higher, higher level of reward, because when someone's commanded to do something and he does it, he gets more reward as opposed to someone that has an optional mitzvah. And hence HaKadosh Buchu decided that even though Aliba de Emes, they are commanded to do the seven mitzvahs m'nei noyach, but the reward's gonna be only as if it's someone that's not commanded to do it, i.e., a less, a lesser low level of reward. And Lichoyra, Rav Yitzchik Blazer asks, how, how does that make sense? It's not fair. Kaddish Buchu's Dayan Emes. Choysamo Emes. Kaddish Buchu represents Emes. Emes is, I don't understand, Miman Afshach. Are they really commanded to do these mitzvahs? The answer is yes. So they should get rewarded. Just like they would get punished. They are commanded to do these mitzvahs and you're not doing it. So they get a severe punishment. So too, they should get a reward as if someone's commanded to do it. It's not really fair. To answer this question, he brings a famous thesis in Kedushin Daf Lamed Aleph that over there explains what is the svarah behind the fact that a person that's commanded to do a mitzvah gets more reward if he indeed does the mitzvah as opposed to someone that has an optional mitzvah and performs the mitzvah. Why is it so? And he gives, and thesis over there gives a gewaldic svarah and says, I'll tell you the difference. When you're all nervous because you know you have to do something, it is mandatory. So you're nervous, oh no, I'm doing this right, I have to do it, let's not forget to do it. It's a lot more, there's a lot more anxiety involved, a lot more pressure. It's not so simple as opposed to, ah, what's the big deal? If I can do it, I'll do it. If not, 
Worst case, I won't do it. It's not a big deal. Obviously, it's way more intense, way more difficult to do something that you know you have to do. And hence, a person like that, that is commanded to do it, he gets more sakhar because more reward because it's worth a lot more when you're always nervous to ensure you're doing it the right thing. For those of, new, of you who know, it's like, it's the, 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 the known mashal of pas besaloi. When you already have a piece of bread in your basket, then you're not all nervous to ask for another one because worse comes to worse, they'll say, no, I have another one. But if you don't have anything to eat, a poor person that's walking around from city to city and he has no food, he's desperate. Every time he knocks on the door, it's so much harder. He's so much more, so much more nervous. Oh no, what if no one gives me food? I don't have anything right now. And now he brings it back home and he says the following. These goyim, as we know, perception is reality. And therefore, in their minds, it's not the truth, but in their minds, they're not mechuyav. They don't care about what HaKadosh Buhu forces them to do. So they don't feel like they're obliged. They don't feel like they need to do the mitzvah. And hence, it's not fair they'll get rewarded as if someone that's commanded to do it. Because perception is reality. And the way they perceive in their hearts, emotionally, psychologically, that they're not they don't have this burden. They don't have this yoke. If you don't have this burden, you don't deserve. And that's emes. You do not deserve to get such a high level of reward. Because you're going through life and saying, okay, if I'll manage to wake up early and daven on time, I will. And if not, not. If I'll manage, I'll manage. Okay, a person that goes through life like that, so too with these going. They have seven myths of Neinoyach. If they don't feel like they're commanded to do it, then even though Aliba the Emes they are, in reality they are commanded to do it. But if they don't feel like they're commanded to do it in their hearts and even in their minds, even though that is the truth, then it doesn't make it doesn't do justice that they'll get such a reward. Based on this incredible concept, we can answer all our questions. The obvious questions that we asked that can now be answered with this concept is. First of all, why do we have to say Kriyashma every day and re-take upon ourselves the yoke of Omachu Shamaim and also of all mitzvahs of the of the Kaddish Buh who's one and he runs the world and also of all the commandments he gave us? Because it's not enough to do it one time. You have to relive this idea in order to really feel like wow. I'm really commanded to do it. You have to feel that. It's not enough to know it one time in your mind. You have to feel it in your heart. We all know the famous, I don't know if it's a joke, there's a lot of truth in it. But once there was a man and a woman that were living, everything was great till one day, the wife tells the husband, I don't understand, do you love me? You never tell me that you love me. And the husband said, what do you mean? I said I loved you the day we got married. It's been five years and I never ever told you otherwise. So it's chazoka, it's the same. Why should it change? But the obvious answer is that the wife needs to hear it. You have to relive this idea. It's not enough to know it in your mind one time. You have to relive this idea as the Bali Musar always say in all their Hakdama to all the Sfarim, the Musar Sfarim, we're not telling you something you didn't know before. But it's important to constantly relive these ideas because only then it can affect the heart as opposed to the mind. And that's exactly this Yesoid of taking upon oneself the yoke, the burden of realizing HaKadosh Buhu created us, He runs the world and we have a mission in this world. We have to mitak in the Midas, we have to get close to HaKadosh Buhu, to be like Hashem, Mahu And this is the time we have to do it as we are approaching Elul. This is the time we have to do so. Mimele, with this Givaldike concept, we answer all our questions because that is exactly what's happening that every day we have to accept upon ourselves 
the yoke, me'atchala. And that's why Umkalus, perhaps, in all these places that are talking about that we get reward for the mitzvahs, Dafka in those places is saying, yes, we have to re-accept upon ourselves the mitzvahs that HaKadosh Buhu gave us, the yoke of the mitzvahs and HaKadosh Buhu runs the world. And only then we can get a level of reward of mitzvah v'oyseh. Because if not, if we don't feel like we need to do it, even though that is the, the reality, the emes, but it has to be perceived that way by our hearts in order for us to deserve to get such a high level of reward. Ah, what does this have to do? with our Rashi. So perhaps one can say the following. Several months ago, we said a whole shtikl teira about that it's dafka, the little micing, the little acts a person does, not the big one, the, the smile he gives to everyone and approaches a person and says, Shalom Aleichem, before the other Jew says anything. It's the small micing that a person does that are actually a true gilui of where the person is holding. It truly reveals where the yid is, is holding. So to hear. When a person does these small actions, that proves to us where he's holding. If a person is saying to himself, I don't have the yoke of a Kaddish Buhu, I don't have the true yoke of mitzvahs, but you know what? Some mitzvahs I'll do. So which mitzvahs are you gonna, is he going to decide to do? The ones that he feels, wow, this is unbelievable. This is a huge mitzvah. I'm going to take this one on. Ah, what about the little ones? Ah, whatever. That, that I'll, I'll trample upon with my heel, as Rashi says, quoting from the Tanchuma, Midrash Tanchuma. Ah, that's no big deal. But when a person takes upon themselves even the little mitzvahs that seem to be very light, even though we're not supposed to judge mitzvahs, but psychologically that's what we do. And if a person, those light mitzvahs, he says, ah, that's not so important. That reveals that he doesn't have a true yoke, the true burden of realizing that HaKadosh Buhu created us, we have a mission in life, and he gave us as a task all the mitzvahs as much as we can to perform. And hence, perhaps what Rashi is telling us is something a lot deeper than what meets the eye. He is telling us that when you even do the light mitzvahs that seem to be light, that a person tramples upon it with his heel, that is a true proof and gilui and reveals to us, wow, this is a yid that relives the true reality. He perceives the true reality, which is that a Kaddish who runs the world, he created us, he gave us a mission, and our mission is to perform the mitzvahs. As Rabbeinu Yena says in Shari Tshuva, he says, how important is it that a true Evid is someone that takes upon himself from his master every little thing. But the second, even one thing, he doesn't take upon himself. For instance, he decides, I'm willing to do everything, but not make you coffee. He's not really called an Evid anymore. Rabbeinu Yena says, Even if he doesn't, protect himself or stop doing even one sin, even if it's from the smallest of sins. Even though he is very careful with all the other sins. Etc, etc. And has big ramifications. Why? Because it doesn't matter. The second you consciously choose, not because of Yetzirah, you consciously, consciously choose not to do one uh, to not to do one mitzvah or dafka to do one avera that shows that you're an ois eved. You're not a true eved Hashem. Yiratzoyin that will take this idea of what 
perhaps Rashi is trying to hint us, when Unculus is screaming out to us, that accepting the yoke of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is what it's all about. And if we relive this idea, we'll be able to intrinsically have it in our hearts, not in our minds, which we know is the main avoida, because just to know is not enough. As we know, we say every day, Nalenu will give us the koyach to live this idea, instill it within us, and with that, get closer to the Yamim Anuraim and be Zoyche Taksiva Chasim Atoyva. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Eddie Podcast Productions.